Coming up next is Let's Talk Vets, Veterans Issues, with uh, hosted by Doug Sandberg. Stay tuned, right here on 90.5 FM. And a good evening to you. Welcome to Let's Talk Vets once again. This program is produced by Vets for Vets. And I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg, USAF 1968-1972. Our mission is to provide news, entertainment, and information of particular interest to area veterans, active service members, and their families. Our program tonight includes a conversation with Marty Colavito of Catholic Charities and Steering Committee Ambassador for Sullivan Agencies Leading Together, also known as SALT. This unique coalition of local independent human services agencies works together to improve the quality of life for all of their clients. Then we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk about what it takes to bring the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Wall to Sullivan County. Jamie Schmeiser is the president of the Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce, and Howard Goldsmith is the president of the Sullivan County Veterans Coalition, and they're working together to make this event a reality. The wall is scheduled to be displayed at the Rock Hill Fire Department Park September 11th through the 14th in concert with their county firemen's parade. First, however, here are some notable dates for February. Groundhog Day, of course, was February 2nd. It's debatable whether we'll have an early spring or not. Four Chaplains Day is February 3rd. The four chaplains also referred to as the Immortal Chaplains or the Dorchester Chaplains were four United States Army chaplains who gave their lives to save other civilian and military personnel as the troop ship SS Dorchester sank February 3, 1943, during World War II. They helped other soldiers board lifeboats and gave their own life jackets up when the supply ran out. Chaplains joined arms, said prayers, and sang hymns as they went down with the ship. USO birthday, February 4th, Chinese New Year, February 5th, National Salute to Veteran Patient Week, the week of February 14th. And Valentine's Day, of course, is tomorrow the 14th. President's Day, the third Monday in February. And Coast Guard Reserve Birthday, February 19th. Sullivan Agencies Leading Together, or SALT, is a unique coalition of Sullivan County human service agencies that work together to leverage their collective uh, power, discuss common issues, and develop better ways to help the clients that they serve. Who is the SALT Steering Committee Ambassador? Hi, Marty. Hey, how's it going? Great. Uh, thank you for taking the time to meet with us for our interview for our show, Let's Talk Vets. I have to share with our listeners that we met a couple of times, and you explained in great detail what SALT is and, and what you do, but I missed it entirely until I realized that SALT, which is Sullivan Agencies Leading Together, it's a coalition of agencies, and correct? Community people. And community people. And SALT is not an agency. It's a facilitative group 
that kind of interacts with all these folks to address uh, public needs and needs of individuals through these various agencies. Did I get that right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so now you you explain uh, what what SALT is, in so many words, and how and when SALT came to be and why. Well, I, I'll explain how it came to be and why first, because it, it'll be a, 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 an easier thread for me. Um, about four and a half years ago... Um, there was an agency in the county called uh, Bringing Agencies Together, BATS. Not an agency, a, a group that would meet every week, every month, uh, calling Bringing Agencies Together, BATS. And what it, what it was charged with doing was getting agencies, human service agencies in Sullivan County, uh, to the table and to discuss the services they provide with one another. At one point, we came up with this idea of wouldn't it, you know, we know what each other do. Maybe what we should do is take what we do and bring it to those who don't know what we do, the people we serve. Um, so that was really the, the beginning of SALT. And uh, it was a very organic type of growth. And, and as a result, uh, um, SALT turned into this entity in the county that's responsible for navigating people who are in need to, to solutions, okay? To advocating for people who are in need, who feel lost, and to kind of be humbled by being allowed to be the voice for those who are really voiceless in the county and are traumatized by, by, by various reasons that kind of hold them back. Uh, really, that's what SALT is in a nutshell. Marty, I wonder if you'd share an event with our listeners that happened to you in your Catholic Charities office in Newburgh several years ago. It was an encounter with an older lady who was dying, I believe, from cancer. And this event turned out to be extremely cathartic for you, but also clarified your mission. That moment, I, was a, I, I treated people for substance use disorders for a lot of years, and I was treating adolescents at the time in the city of Newburgh. And a woman walked into our clinic, and um, I said, can I help you? And she said, yes, she can. I'm dying. Um, I have stage four cancer. And she kind of broke down. And I said, Jesus, God, you know, come on in, sit down. What can I do for you? And her, she was consumed with, with, with somebody that she loved dearly who, was, uh, um, having, who had a lot of children, had problems supporting those children, and who would take care of her grandchildren once she left this earth. And um, she was consumed with it so much so she gave everything to her to these folks and, and, and would eat her dinner on the floor. And, and, and so basically I said, you know, you know, we can intervene at that point in time, but, but how can I really help her? And she said to me, you can help me live. And I said, well, I can't, you know, address the living part, but I can address the living part. I can dress today. And, uh, what we did is we intervened, got her, you know, essential um, services, got this person, her daughter, who was essential services. And, and you know, we had this discussion and it became this very personal type of moment where, where the woman ultimately said to me, can I hug you? And I said, Jesus, God, of course you can hug me. So, so we hugged and she was an older woman and she had like a wool coat on and I smelled the coat. I'll always remember this. Because it, it reminded me of my mother. I grew up in the Bronx, and my mom, my mom had this like these old wool coats, and they'd get damp, and they had this weird smell to them. And as I was hugging her, I, uh, I was consumed. I was just consumed with, with just dread and, and sadness, because I thought it could be my mom. And then the natural segue, or for me, the natural segue is it could be uh, the woman who decided to, to marry me thirty seven years ago, or it could be my children, and, and, you know, you know, God forbid, my grandchildren, and I was just consumed with this sadness, and in this, in like, and I've told the story several times, and like, in, in, in a second, um, it all changed to hope, because as I was holding this woman, she's holding me, I, I, I kind of got something, I realized that it was just the hug, the human touch that provides hope. And then in this room where a woman was possibly dying, that, that this touch was able to give her a little bit of, 
uh, of satisfaction or a little bit of, of ease in our life. And that if hope was in the room, all we need, really need to do is navigate people to that hope. And that was like the genesis of how Saul originally started. So Saul, in essence, becomes, is that navigator that intersects with those in need and cuts through the proverbial baloney and uh, gets them through to the right people that can... Uh, how many unique lied with salt? I, I, I'll say this. Virtually every human service agency in Sullivan County is a salt partner, and various agencies from surrounding counties, Orange County, uh, are salt partners. So to say how many, I, 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 I kid you not, all of them are. Um, every human service agency in Sullivan County is a salt partner. And obviously this requires time and resources, um, which is money to anybody. So what is their incentive? Is it that everybody else is doing it? Uh, there's certainly no coercion, uh, although knowing you, there could be a little bit of arm twisting because you're a very persuasive guy. Are they, they willing participants? You know, it, Sullivan County is a county of health indicators that are 61 out of 62. And there's that dread and there's that hopelessness. And what happens with the folks who are, to answer your question, the folks that are involved with salt, is they're all hopeful. You know, these are boots on the ground people who wouldn't have their boots on the ground if they didn't think they could provide a greater good for our community. So I, I really, I know it sounds corny, but I do think there are a lot of people in Sullivan County who believe that they can be part of a collective solution. Agency-wide, it makes sense because what, what's manifested in hope turns into uh, 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 people acquiring and using the service of these various agencies, which in turn sustains them. Uh, but I do believe, and maybe I'm corny, maybe I'm realistic, but I do believe initially these boots on the ground people are very hopeful and they, they pass that along. You're right. I just realized that they really don't need an incentive. They're already in doing what they're doing because they want to help. And through SALT, and the steering committee and the interface, you can help them do it better. That's fair? Together we can. Okay. Together we're better. During our conversation, Marty stressed the community outreach and personal touch, which are key elements of SALT's mission. Sometimes folks find it hard or difficult to get help they need on their own. They may be reluctant to ask for a hand up or become discouraged by the bureaucracy or even stop seeking help. Marty and his associates have developed a unique, simple method to connect those in need with those who can provide that help. If you or someone else that you know needs assistance of any nature from any of these Sullivan County agencies, you can always call 866-832-5575 to be connected with a SALT staff member, 7 by 24 by 365. And once a SALT staff member encounters someone with a uh, need, they first establish what the problem is, and then they go on to uh, establish how they can resolve the problem. And um, rather than just directing the person to another agency, they help the client navigate the process by setting it up for them, by making a call to an appropriate agency and providing a referral. So sometimes this is in the form of a small card which contains the SALT associate's name and number, and the name and number of the contact person for the specific agency that they're referring the person to. This simple card is, in essence, a letter of introduction to the service provider already up to speed on the need. There are many veterans using various agency services throughout the area, and it's nice to know that agencies affiliated with SALT are consistently working to approve the quality of their service for all who use them.
This is WJFF Jeffersonville. You're listening to Let's Talk Vets once again, and I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg. There are, of course, many veteran service organizations in the area. In order for them to provide optimal support for area vets, they work as a team, which is known as the Sullivan County Veterans Coalition. Well, we asked Howie Goldsmith, the president of that organization, about their leadership role and making the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Wall visit to Rock Hill Fire Department Park in September a reality. Hey, good morning, Howard. How are you today? Um, considering the weather, I can't complain. Listen, um, the reason I called you today was to talk about a news release by the Sullivan County Veterans Coalition, of which you are the chairman, in partnership with Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce, announcing that the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Wall will be coming to our area this this year and will be displayed at the Rock Hill Fire Department's Park September 11th through the 14th. So this is going to be an outstanding event. However, I suspect a great deal of effort was required to bring this healing display to our area. How and when did the effort start to bring this display to our area? It actually started last summer. We, uh, it was brought to our attention that uh, Putnam County was going to do it. So we were sitting around at a meeting, at one of the coalition meetings, and we were talking about it. And, of course, there was a, a number of members that had been to the real wall down in Washington, and others had seen it, uh, the one that was at Bethel a number of years ago. And So we uh, started a little bit of a committee with uh, Gary Hill from Bradley and Rocky Ortega. Uh, they were the two members that initially started, and they decided to go out to the uh, Putnam County uh, wall when they had it out there, and I think it was in October. And, you know, do a little preliminary, a little recon, so to speak. Went out, I think, on the day that the, the wall was delivered out there. So after spending the day out there, they came back and made a report. But uh, the first obstacle we had, the cost of renting the, the wall for the, the week, and then we discovered that that cost was $8,000 just to rent the wall. Plus, we had to pay for the driver's room and board and meals for the three or four days that they were there. So after hearing what it would cost, we decided to go a little further and see whether we could find a location and, uh, and see if we could cut some of the costs down. We sent Rocky and, and Gary out, and they must have looked at 15 or 20 different locations, and for one reason or another... They just didn't fit the uh, the building. They were either too small or didn't have the amenities that we needed. And uh, just by luck, one day I, we decided to call up Rock Hill Fire Department because they passed by there and saw this big field. And when they called uh, and spoke to, I think it was Chet, uh, I can't remember Chet's last name, uh, he was immediately on board, called one of the commissioners, Steve Gottlieb. Once again, they... they thought it was a great idea, and they liked it for two reasons. They wanted to help the vets, and they were also, if you're not aware of it, they're sponsoring the Sullivan County Volunteer uh, Firemen's Association, the, the county parade, and they thought it would be uh, a good addition to their uh, them putting on the county parade this year. Yeah, this is quite a, a sizable display. I believe it's... Uh... I read it, 80% representation of the actual wall. and it's, it's 320 feet long when you assemble it all together. One of the few stipulations that this organization demanded was a, a secure location. Uh, they wanted to make sure there was going to be manpower, and they wanted to make sure we were going to promote this thing in a, not only in a dignified manner, but you know, put some effort into it. So uh, once again... We were able to bring it back to the, you know, to the organization, and we discovered that Rock Hill, thanks to their generosity, they saved us some of the additional costs that we would have most likely incurred if we had it somewhere else. They had the, you know, they have facilities there. They have the, the pole barn that would accommodate people in case there's any inclement weather. They had lighting. They had fencing. They had cooking facilities, and which. For example, Putnam County spent over $2,000 just for a tent so they could 
housed the people that came by, the volunteers. So all in, you're looking at a, a cost, I guess, just a, a tad under uh, $10,000. We're thinking it's going to probably be some more than that. you got to remember it's going to be $8,500, $8,700 just alone just to, to bring the wall and pay for the driver. Yeah. Then we have uh, additional costs. We don't know exactly what they're going to be because we're not sure how much the advertisements are going to cost. We know we have to buy paper for the rubbings that people might want to go to the wall and, and make. We have to provide food and drinks for the, the volunteers. So, of course, that price is going to fluctuate depending on <laughs> how many people we have and how much food we buy. And there may be a few other ancillary expenses that we're really not even sure yet. So there are but, some sponsorships available for this event, correct? Well, we don't call it sponsorship. It's more of a, of a donation. We've been very fortunate. We were still stymied. We knew we needed a minimum of $4,000 just to reserve the wall and, of course, 8000 to bring it. But it was hard for me as a chairman to say the coalition can pay for this. We, we operate under donations that people give to our organization, and those donations are supposed to go to veterans that are in financial distress. You know, I, I couldn't justify us spending that money hoping that we would finally get this thing off the ground. So in the coalition every other month, meets with the Sullivan County Legislature. And in the course of the meeting, we were explaining the cost, what we'd like to do, and we had already secured the location, but we needed some money real quick so we can secure the wall itself for that particular date. After he makes his presentation, Joe Perillo, he's the county legislature out of Fallsburg, part of Woodburn, I guess, to uh, up near Gramesville, and he uh, stood up and said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the $4,000. He not only volunteered the $4,000, but he said, there are no stipulations. Pay me back when you have the, enough money. There will be no interest. I called him up a day later. He says, come down and get the check. Couldn't ask for a more gracious uh, gesture. Uh, it enabled us to call down to Texas where, this, you know, where the organization is. They immediately faxed us up a contract. We sent the contract back with the check, and uh, we secured the date. So if it wasn't for Joe Perillo, we'd, uh, we may be still trying to uh, accumulate enough money. Howard is chairman of the Sullivan County Vets Coalition. Why did you feel it was important for your organization to get involved to bring this wall of healing back to the area? Well, there's a, there's a couple of reasons, Doug. Uh, the major reason, the primary reason, is that uh, this era of veteran is uh, becoming of age where they uh, are reaching a stage in life where they may not get an opportunity to be able to either visit the wall down in Washington, D.C., and uh, either visit some of their friends, especially for the in-country vets that may have may know some of those that are on the wall, but to give uh, that era veteran an opportunity to pay their respects to the ones that made the ultimate sacrifice uh, for family members that may have a family member on the wall or a friend on the wall. Uh, so everybody in this tri-county area will be able to come when you're looking at those names there, you, you realize the, the cost of freedom and the cost of war. We also would like to make sure, hopefully get some the kids involved. Uh, it was a big part of our history. Uh, I don't think they understand that. I don't think they see it in their books that they, uh, in the educational process in high school. It's not a big segment of their uh, social studies classes. And uh, maybe it'll afford them an opportunity to ask some questions and an opportunity for some of the veterans to uh, give a pers their personal experiences and explain what was going on in that time of, in this country. Yeah. Have you, been, have you had uh, reaction from uh, other organizations or vets uh, to this? What's their reaction? It's got to be positive, I would imagine. Well, that goes back to what I was starting to say. We, we, we finally formalized this. We... We're able to secure the check from Joe back in, in December. Most of the veteran service groups in the county um, stop meeting after December. You know, they don't reconvene until March. So we had got the letter out to uh, all the organizations, but it was a little slow in, re in responding because some of the groups got it after they met. But uh, in general, knowing a lot of the veterans that were, especially when we brought it up that we were considering putting it up at the Bethel site, at the Woodstock site, and then when they discovered that we weren't, we got more and more support than before. The uh, AMVETS uh, were one of the first groups to jump on board, and at their uh, December meeting, they gave us $800. Uh, 
the VFW Council, uh, Sullivan County Council, the VFW gave us $500. Um, my VFW post gave us 500 and uh, they had the post down in Mamakating gave us $500. Just received a nice donation from Aileen Gunther. And give her some um, a shout-out. She just sent in $1,000 from her office. So uh, slowly but surely, we're getting the word out. So how much, uh, roughly, uh, ballpark, how much more do you need to... To um, be oh, in the we're going to probably need another uh, seven or eight thousand, nine thousand uh, dollars to not only pay for the wall, but hopefully, you know, the all the uh, ancillary. Uh. Well, we also decided back in December that if we're going to do this, this is not a fundraiser for the Veterans Coalition. This is to, just to bring in the wall. It also would be we thought we're going to try to get some kids involved. When I say kids, the high, uh, some high school bands. A uh, big part of this event is the escort. The Sullivan County Longbeards, Butch Courtright, was uh, a retired correctional officer. And uh, he was able to secure a QWL facility. It's uh, actually owned by the prison guards. It's a quality of working life is what it's, what it's called. And they were nice enough to give us that facility for, as a staging area. So we're going to all meet there. We're hoping that, uh, I'm sure you're aware of Rolling Thunder, and uh, they're going to, if not already, um, Jim and Joy Senate, who are uh, president, and I don't know what their both positions are, but they're, they've been running the organization up here uh, for a number of years. And everywhere we go and we mention what's going on, you'd be surprised how many people belong to one motorcycle club or another, and they're all anxious to join in. So the idea being that we're going to get as many people there as possible, and escort the vehicles uh, that's, tra- you know, that's transporting the wall from Woodburn through Monticello down through the Quickway into Rock Hill and make it into a big uh, event. And that's well, when we'll start to assemble the problem. You know, we'll need about 15 or 20 people. And over the, over the course of that um, three-day period, how many, how many volunteers total do you think are going to be involved? Well, we, uh, we don't have an exact number only because but we've got such a nice response. Once again, uh, the correctional officers uh, union. We, uh, from what we understand, that they are talking about not only a, a donation, but they. Uh, I can't imagine. I mean, of all the all the correctional officers, how many of them are veterans? But most of them, if not all of them, are, are supporters of the veterans. And I've heard through the grapevine that they intend to uh, help us out with manpower as well as possibly a financial donation. I hate to put words in their mouth, but... but uh, well, they are now. Well, <laughs> if I hear it was true, uh, I'm sure it will take place. I know we have uh, put the word out throughout the different service organizations. In fact, I was on the phone when you just called to one of the, uh, the, the quartermaster of the VFW Post in, in Monticello, uh, Richmond Valley Post, and he knows of a couple guys that are already willing to don- you know, donate their time. There's some other events and programs going on around this uh, display at that time, I think. Yeah. Well, listen, they got the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, which is be about a month prior to this. And, uh, you know, more power to them. I hope they do well. Uh, once again, and this is another reason why we're anxious to tie this in with the Sullivan County Firemen's, uh, Volunteer Firemen's Association, their, their county parade, they will bring in a crowd of people. We're hoping to not only get you know, high school kids and other kids involved with you know, the bands to, for opening ceremonies, but it would be nice if we could draw people, the people that are coming for the county parade. There might be people that want to come to the walls and then in turn stay there for the county parade. And we want to use it as a learning experience. You know, we're going to have a, a number of Vietnam vets that will be there on and off throughout the days. Um, they, there's a the program of the company sends in a you know, computerized program with all the names of the people on the wall. So if we need to find whatever panel, we could just quickly look up the name and find out where they're located on the wall. They also send a little, uh, uh, what do you call it, promotional, you know, uh, video that, Shows the history of it. Shows the history of Vietnam. Shows the wall and the history of that. The, you know the real wall. So it, it can be used as a, a, a you know a little bit of an enlightening experience for the younger kids that 
don't remember. I mean, you are of my generation. When we went to school, there was two or three pages alone on World War II. Uh, the same could almost be said about Korea. Then you get into Vietnam, and there was one or two pages. My, my children graduated and got out of school in the late 80s and early 90s. And I, you look at their history books, and there's like one paragraph on this subject. Well, to and, be sure, the dynamics have changed, the world has changed, opinions have changed. Yeah, I mean, you know... Everything they, has changed. And, and that was part of the thrust behind doing this, is that we don't want people to forget... Well, Howard, it's a noble effort, and we look forward to it. Uh, I'm going to be publicizing this both on our Let's Talk Vets segment, and um, we'll, uh, it'll be in the rotation of the public service announcements at WJFF. As our listeners want to get involved, either with uh, you know providing some money or volunteering, how do they do that? Well, they could get a, one of two ways. They could, uh, if they want to make a donation, or write a letter. They could send it to uh, the Sullivan County Veterans Coalition, P.O. Box 1527, and that's in Monticello, 12701. Uh, if, they, uh, wanna, if they have any questions and they need to uh, want to talk to somebody in person, they're more than welcome to call uh, me at uh, 845 791 Three zero and leave a message, and I'll get back to you. If they want, they could also call Rocky, who's been spearheading this thing. Uh, he's sort of the chairman of the coalition. And you could get him at uh, 845-665-3171. And if you want to leave an email, you could reach me at goldsmithhow, G-O-L-D-S-M-I-T-H-H-O-W, at yahoo.com. If you want to get a hold of Rocky, it's RQ Ortega, O R E T G A, at yahoo.com. Okay, Howard, thank you very much for your time. And uh, we, could, we could use the money, we could use the volunteers and the moral support. We are hoping that uh, through the Chamber, Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce, we'll be able to couple the business community, private donations to uh, pull this off and make it a success. And any funds that are left over after this are going to continue staying at, in this trust fund uh, account, and we'll use it for the following year or the year after to try to bring it back. We'll see how successful it is this year. Thank you, Howard. All right? Yep. You got enough? Yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. Take care. That was, of course, Howard Goldsmith, who is the president of the Sullivan County Veterans Coalition. And you are, of course, listening to Let's Talk Vets, the February edition on WJFF Radio in Jeffersonville. You know, bringing the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Wall to Rock Hill takes tremendous effort on the part of many, many people. And under the leadership of Jamie Schmeiser, the Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce has actually partnered with the Sullivan County Vets Coalition uh, to make this possible. And we wanted to get the inside story from her as well. And so she was kind enough to speak with us recently. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. You are, of course, president of the Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce. Yes, I am. And we just spoke with uh, Howard Goldsmith. You know him, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about, primarily, I got his take and a little bit of background information about the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Wall that's coming here to the Rock Hill Fire Department Park September 11th through the 14th. And you guys are in partnership with the Vets Coalition. So I'd like to know, first of all, how and when did the Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce become involved with this effort? Yes, when I first came on board with the Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce, it was back on October 1st was when I started here. I met with Howard um, Howie um, in November 
at the end of November, and he had talked to me about things that he was trying to do in the community for the veterans. And we got to talking, and he asked if the chamber would be interested in partnering with them to bring the wall here to Sullivan County. It hadn't been here for several, several years and they were looking for a partner to help them raise funds and awareness about the wall of traveling to here. So that's uh, the Chamber's primary role is to spread the word and and get some uh, some of your business partners to help with the effort. I think it's going to be a fantastic event myself. Yes, I do too. I look forward to seeing it. So, I mean, on a broader concept, uh, this is tied in with the uh, County Fireman's Parade, I believe? Yes, it is. And how do you feel that overall this event will benefit the area, aside from bringing in a lot of people for that day? How do you feel it will long-term help out your business partners, your business community? Well, it's bringing them together with the veterans and the residents of the community here. Um, the veterans' wall is its a reminder of the ultimate sacrifice, and I'm sure Howie spoke to this, you know, of... Uh, it helps to heal the wounds from war. And when our veterans and our communities cannot travel to Washington, D.C. to see the original wall, this is a great opportunity for them to visit the monument in their own hometown. Yeah, we were talking a bit about that in the other interview and about how the world has changed. We've lost some information especially about Vietnam. There's a disconnect there with veterans in general, I think. So this is right. going to be a... And it would serve as a reminder that they are valued and appreciated by our community. Yes. Are there... Uh, what other organizations, agencies, and, and businesses at large are, are key players with this uh, particular event? Well, uh, we are uh, working in, uh, you know, in partnership with the Veterans Coalition, as well as the Sullivan County um, Veterans Service Agency. Um, We are in the beginning stages of beginning to help out, so we welcome any more partnerships from veteran-related agencies, but I am looking to tap into, you know, the um, VFWs and the American Legions and those types of organizations as well. So what's, what has been the reaction from your business members? Uh, you said uh, that... Uh, um, our business members have been very positive, although a little quiet, because we did not do a full push before the holidays, but we are gearing up to do a tremendous push in the next few months. And, of course, um, I know our business community is really great. Our membership is really great, and I know that they are going to be... Um, flying their true colors <laughs> in regards to supporting this effort. Are there area businesses that um, typically afford discounts, benefits to veterans? And if so, I, is there I a list there of these? Are, um, mm-hmm. We are currently, because I am so new here, we are revamping our website, and we are we're just getting out to our membership now and uh, getting from them a list of member-to-member discounts that they offer and also a list of veterans' discounts that they offer so that we can post it on our website. And as soon as we have that, which should be in another uh, two weeks, I believe, we should have uh, a full answer from our membership uh, to find out what they're offering. We will be posting that on our website, which is also being updated now. How large an area does the Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce represent? Well, we include the whole county, of course, which is a little less than a thousand square miles uh, of road, (laughs) so to speak. And then we also include neighboring counties, um, Ulster and Orange County. Um, We service any of those businesses that are on the cusp or want to be a part of Sullivan County. We, We help to bring them together with our Sullivan County residents. So going forward, do you see the Chamber becoming more involved with veterans organizations and causes? And if so, what are they? Absolutely. Um, We are currently partnering with the Planning Department of Sullivan County to talk to our business contractors 
and groups that also build for veterans um, for affordable housing to uh, give them more information about the land bank that Sullivan County currently has. And we are trying to put together a great big informational meeting in in that regard. You know, we bring together communities with businesses. As go the community, so goes the business, and vice versa. As the businesses go, so do the so does the community, and so the veterans are part of this community. And if we can help out in any way, bringing together with our businesses, um, that is the chamber's main goal: is to advocate and 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 be there for our member businesses and. What better way to do that than to work with the veterans groups? Um, they have a great need as well. And um, so we're very excited about our partnership with the planning department as well. Well, please keep me in the loop, and uh, I will provide you some press coverage for this uh, effort and, and certainly will be involved with the wall. We're going to publicize that on going up until the day of the event, and I'll probably be down there with a microphone walking around. So thank you so much again. Could you give the uh, contact information and your website for the Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce? The um, contact information for for the Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce is catskills.com. It's a very easy website to remember. And our telephone number here is 845-791-4200. And if they are interested in in volunteering, uh, we need lots of volunteers for when we bring the wall in to help uh, people find their loved ones on the wall. Uh, We also need volunteers to help lead in the parade when we uh, bring the wall in. We need people to man uh, the information booths, and we need of course, funding. We always need funding to help facilitate bringing the law here. Well, this is an extremely noble effort, and again, um, I'm very pleased to find out that the Chamber of Commerce is so involved with veterans groups, and uh, as we go on with this program, I'm sure there'll be more segments and more opportunities for you and I to talk. And We want to thank you again for your time. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. As you heard during these interviews, the AVTT wall is officially booked. The contract is signed and the down payment has been made. However, a lot more work and funding are needed to celebrate this as a success. The wall is scheduled to be displayed at Rock Hill Fire Department's Park September 11th through the 14th. The display is an 80% replica of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Wall in Washington, D.C. The assembled display is 320 feet long, 8 foot tall at its apex, which is a flag display that flies over the wall. Organizers are seeking donations, which are tax deductible, sponsorships and volunteers to help set up, take down, and escort visitors that need assistance. Checks can be made payable to the Sullivan County Vets Coalition Wall Fund, P.O. Box 1527, Monticello, New York, 12701. For more information, you can contact Rocky Ortega at 845-665-3171 or rqortega at yahoo.com or Howard Goldsmith at 845-791-1030 and you can email him at goldsmithhow at yahoo.com. Now we come to the segment of our program, which is our Veterans News. Monticello, Sullivan County Veterans Service Agencies will host a Valentine's for Vets display at the lobby of the County Government Center in Monticello. It started today, February 13th, and will run through Friday, February 15th. The Valentine's Day cards are made by hundreds of area students. Details available at the Veterans Service Office. Washington, veterans who live as little as a 30-minute drive from a Veterans Affairs health care facility will now be able to choose private care as part of the Trump administration's effort to fix year-old problems with the uh, years-old problems with the VA health system. 
Veterans who can prove they must drive for at least 30 minutes to a Department of Veterans Affairs facility will be allowed to seek primary care and mental health services outside the department system. Current law lets veterans use private health care provider if they must travel 40 miles or more to a VA clinic. Uh, measuring commuting time rather than distance will greatly open up the private sector to veterans in rural and high-traffic urban areas. Supporters say the new policy, which is likely to go into effect in June, will help get veterans get faster and better care. However, critics caution that uh, this may prompt the erosion of the largest integrated health care system in the country as billions of dollars are redirected to private care. The goal of the new policy, officials say, is to provide veterans with easier streamlined access to health care. Taken together, the percentage of veterans eligible for what officials refer to as, quote, community care, unquote, currently roughly 8% of 7 million treated annually would rise between 20 and 30% according to the Department of Veterans Affairs. Lawmakers and veterans advocacy groups, which have been wary of large-scale moves into the private sector, were largely briefed on the program after the new policy was released. In recent years, Veterans Affairs hospitals have struggled to keep up with patient loads as service members returning from Iraq and Afghanistan, many with complex injuries and post-traumatic stress issues, hit the system at the same time that an aging and increasingly ill older veterans made more use of the system. Quote, this is the most transformative piece of legislation since the GI Bill, so said Robert Wilkie, the Secretary of Veterans Affairs. It gets us on the road to becoming a 21st century health care institution. The Department of Veterans Affairs will remain the center care of coordination for private providers who would not be allowed to cherry-pick more healthy veterans, according to the VA. About 26% of veterans pay copay, which they would be able to uh, continue to pay similar payments at private institutions and doctors. The department, however, has struggled greatly with its information technology system in recent years, and studying those systems is now the purview of the House subcommittee. Whether the uh, department can successfully coordinate care with a myriad of health care providers will be the concern that Congress will doubtlessly follow. Department officials, including Mr. Wilkie, have repeatedly insisted that the department should and probably will remain the provider of choice for most veterans who prefer the culture of the VA hospital to that of the private sector. But the shrinking veteran population all over the United States and more reliance on private providers could lead to the closings of some government hospitals in the future. The Federal Court of Appeals in Washington sided with thousands of Vietnam War veterans who were stationed offshore during the war and developed health problems linked to exposure to the toxic herbicide Agent Orange. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit ruled overwhelmingly that these sailors finding are eligible for the same disability benefits as those who put boots on the ground or patrolled Vietnam's inland waterways. The 9 to 2 decision reverses a decade-old reading by the uh, a decade-old ruling by the court and applies to estimated 52,000 veterans nationwide. The court majority said that Congress clearly intended to extend benefits to sailors who were stationed in the territorial seas known as Blue Water Navy veterans. We find no merit in the government's arguments to the contrary, Judge Kimberly A. Moore wrote for the majority. The two dissenting judges warned against overturning the court's previous decision and said that such policy decisions should be reserved for the lawmakers. Similar efforts in Congress to broaden benefits have stalled in recent years. Veterans Affairs Secretary Robert Wilkie and four other former secretaries opposed the legislation, citing the cost and the need for further study. The appeal was brought by Alfred Procolo, Jr., who served on the USS Intrepid, an aircraft carrier deployed off the coast of Vietnam. He was uh, denied benefits and claims related to his diabetes and prostate cancer. Both are ailments the U.S. government has linked to the exposure of the infamous herbicide that the U.S. military sprayed to destroy crops and reduce cover for enemy forces. An administrative board found him ineligible because he was not present on the landmass 
or the inland waters of Vietnam. Following commentary comes to us from uh, Senator U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth, Democrat of Illinois. Scattered in warehouses throughout the country are the kinds of federal resources that can help small businesses thrive. Laptops, office furniture, construction equipment, farm tools have been gathering dust, unused and unseen year after year. Meanwhile, thousands of American service members are returning home from war, taking off their uniforms and taking a chance, trying to scrounge up enough resources to start their own small businesses, all too often struggling to stay in the black if and when they do get off the ground. In an era of political gridlock, it made no sense for these two problems to coexist, and as of a few weeks ago, they no longer do. After both branches of Congress overwhelmingly voted to pass in December the Veterans Small Business Enhancement Act that became law earlier this month, allowing veteran small business owners to acquire these pieces of equipment and personal property that the federal government no longer has any use for, effectively free of charge. So all those veterans need to do who are only a small business or trying to start a small business, uh, all you have to do to begin laying claim to these unused items and their untapped potential is to contact your local state agency. For New York, it's Michael Harris, Director of State and Federal Surplus Property, New York State Agency, Bureau of Federal Property Assistance, Building 18, Suite 105, 1220 Washington Avenue, Albany, New York, 12226 Dash eighteen fifty five, reach by phone five one eight four five seven six three three five, and you can email at michael dot harris at ogs dot new york dot gov. On its way out the door, the hundred fifteenth Congress passed a pair of bills aimed at improving education and other aspects of transition from military to civilian life. There are two bills that have now been signed by President Trump, the Veterans Benefits and Transition Act, and the Forever GI Bill Housing Payment Fulfillment Act. Here are the key portions of those acts. Number one, no more punishing GI Bill students for VA mistakes. Last fall, as we all know, major technology failures of the Department of Veterans Affairs led to delaying payments or inaccurate payments to thousands of post-9-11 GI Bill users as the agency failed to implement a provision of the forever GI Bill that changed the way housing stipends are calculated. In some cases, students grappling with late rent or mortgage bills as a result of these delays faced another challenge. The schools charged late fees for tuition bills the VA didn't pay on time, blocked access to campus facilities, or did not allow them to register for the next semester until their balance was covered. A portion of the Veterans Benefit Transition Act signed into law requires schools to end these practices if they want to keep enrolling students under the GI Bill. Two, the VA must correct uh, those improper payments. About those late payments, the new Forever GI Bill Housing Fulfillment Act holds the VA accountable retroactively for fixing payments that were inaccurate as a result of technology problems. To accomplish this, the law establishes a so-called Tiger Team to oversee these reimbursements. That team is required to report to Congress every 90 days on the reimbursement plan and by July 2020 report on how many GI beneficiaries were impacted and to what extent. More leverage, for land, uh, more leverage with landlords, VA also required to do something else for student veterans under the Veterans Benefit Transition Act, provide them with electronic proof that they will be receiving housing payments from the VA. Students can use these to show the landlords. Local help for transitioning service members. For troops transitioning out of the military, the VA will now post a list of programs and organizations that it can help. The law requires the VA to contact with non-federal, contract rather, with non-federal entities to identify these programs, which include smaller, more community-based organizations. Number five, better access to job programs for homeless veterans. This provision of the Veterans Benefit Transition Act is an absolute game-changer for homeless veterans. Previously, veterans had to be either on the streets or in a shelter to qualify for employment assistance under the Federal Homeless Veterans reintegration program, but now veterans have 60 days after moving into housing to apply for these services. 
Number six, employment benefits for more reservists. Certain members of the National Guard and Reserves are called to active duty and have more time to use their benefits under the VA's Vocational Rehabilitation and Employment Act, or VOC Rehab. This program provides job counseling and other services for veterans with VA disability rating of 20% or higher. Veterans are uh, qualify, must use the program within 12 years of separating from the military. Well, we want to thank you tonight for joining us on Let's Talk Vets right here on WJFF Radio. And as always, we ask you to share your suggestions with us. These can be suggestions for programming, suggestions for topics to cover in the future. Please let your friends know about this program. And you can give us feedback on email at feedback at wjffradio.org. Or you can call and leave a message on our voice box at 845-431-6500. Until next time, I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg. Thanks for listening. Thank you for your service. Company dismissed. I'm Glenn Waddell inviting you to join us every Sunday for some Sunday brunch. An hour of program diversity to jumpstart your Sunday and prep you for the week ahead. So plan to join us around the old Sunday brunch table here on Radio Catskill 90.5 FM every Sunday at 11 a.m. We'll save a seat just for you. See you then. Support comes from you and from the River Reporter newspaper in Narrowsburg, New York, riverreporter.com. Support comes from you and from the physicians and nurse midwives of Women's Health Center in Honesdale, Hamlin, Waymart, Carbondale, and Lords Valley in Pennsylvania. The Women's Health Center is a Wayne Memorial Community Health Center, wmh.org. This is WJFF Jeffersonville and W233AH Monticello Community Radio for the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. Three minutes to eight o'clock here on this Wednesday evening. A bit of light snow out on the road still, 25 degrees. Slight chance of snow showers continuing tonight with a low of 20 overnight. But tomorrow, mostly sunny, high of 37. And then tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and a chance of a wintry mix starting up and continuing into Friday. Low of 31 tomorrow night. Friday, high of 44, though, but wet all day. Chance of uh, rain and snow turning into showers later in the day. Friday night, mostly cloudy, and chance of snow showers continuing into Friday night. Low of 22. Snow showers continuing Saturday and Sunday as well. Highs in the 30s both of those days. So precipitation on the horizon for sure. Stay tuned right now for Neonatal Pulse with me, Brad Mann, here on 90.5 FM Radio Catskill. And then at 10 p.m. will be the Big Insomniac Show, all sorts of musical wonders for your ears. And at 11 p.m., return to the source, your NPR jazz show. Wonderful Wednesday waves here in Lake Jeffersonville. Stay tuned for all of that coming up in just a bit. In the late 1700s, Joseph Boulogne, Chevalier de Saint-Georges, was accompanied by Marie Antoinette as he performed his violin sonatas. In 2002, Shirley J. Thompson was commissioned to compose a symphony for Queen Elizabeth's Golden Jubilee. They're just two of the many composers whose works you'll hear on Something Old, Something New's special program, A Celebration of Black Composers, this Sunday from 2 to 4. Support comes from you and from the Law Office of John Ferrara in Monticello, New York, providing legal services in the areas of matrimonial and family law and criminal defense. John.Ferrara557 at gmail.com.